0: Hello and welcome to the Soccer Speakeasy. Today is uh, Tuesday, the 31st of August 2021. It's uh, just after two o'clock in the afternoon as we record this. We rarely record at 2am, uh, um, but uh, it's not unprecedented. Uh, I'm Mike race with uh, Jacob Myers, who's wearing two hats today, not only as our fine crew beat rider, but as... As the stand-in for the Podfather, who is uh, in parts unknown. Also today is is Kyle with us today is Kyle Robertson per, per usual. So the Shield and the Striker and me. That, gotta, that sounds like a Broadway yeah. hit song, doesn't it? The Shield and the Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, we'll come up. We'll come yeah. up with something for you,
0: Mike. Yeah, it sounds like I I don't know King Arthur type thing. Uh, you know, i Broadway. not The crew. In case you haven't heard, <laughs> they, they, won. they finally, they finally <laughs> won a game. It took them 35 days between victories, but they snapped a six-game losing streak, the longest, uh, tied for the longest losing streak in their team history. And really, it had to be the worst streak in team history because the previous two six-gamers were in the 90s and included shootout losses. Six-game losing streak comes to an end Friday night in the hell-is-real derby derby at the new Cruz Stadium. Quick recap of the game. Lucas Del Ryan, um rayon uh, scores late in the first half, I believe the 45th minute, um, which is almost as late as you can get. But no, it wasn't quite as late as you can get in the first half because Cincinnati scored with seconds left in, in, uh, in stoppage time in the first half to tie it. And all the air went out of the, went out of the building. Um, anyway, since he goes up late in the second half, uh, uh, before M- Miguel Berry uh, comes off the bench for Bradley Wright Phillips and uh, and has two tap-ins in the 81st and 82nd minutes, the crew come away with a three to two victory over their rivals from the south. Um, uh, it was quite an atmosphere. Geez, they needed that. Um, first, Kyle, I'm going to ask Kyle first for your 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 take on the game and how they played. I mean, they absolutely needed it. I mean,
2: uh, they. Uh, I mean. Uh, whew if I mean, they lose that they're done they're, they're probably done huh?
1: <laughs> but no i mean y- y'all was, uh, made fun of me last week for saying that
2: i'll say it was it was extremely quiet after cincinnati went up two one and then it was just pandemonium ruckus uh especially after that second goal um by barry and then even right bang right minute later uh that you know the game-winning goal and uh um, you know, de- um, for, for for clarification, I, I was there with the boys watching it, so I got, to, I got to actually be a fan for once. And, uh, it was, uh, it, it was a great, great atmosphere to finally take it in and, and watch it like everyone
0: else. All right, Jacob. Various goals were, were not, uh, were not beautiful, but they were opportunistic. Um, and they were a product of a lot of shots that were put on goal. You could probably fault the keeper for Cincinnati for some of the rebounds he was leaving, but, uh, Anyway, there you go. Um, Miguel Berry at the right place at the right time um, in, in what was a critical victory. What was your yeah. take on the game? And you can even talk about XG if you want, uh, which is normally not allowed on this program. But you can talk about XG and, and tell us what C- what Caleb's message is going forward after that game.
1: Well, it's a good way to measure it, but, you know, you got to watch the game too. And I thought both kind of lined up well. Statistically, it was their best game in terms of, chance creation even if you take away the very goal at the end where it just kind of bounces fortuitously off his chest and then but you know that was a break that the crew hadn't been getting for a while i mean the first half you saw how unlucky they were with hitting the post twice yeah. in, in like less than 30 seconds um it, just a couple centimeters maybe with lucas's chip shot maybe that bounces behind the line but a, yeah i, I thought you know, wow. wow yeah that was incredible. I wasn't really watching at the time because I was writing it down. Kind of the Luis Diaz moment, but I, I, I certainly didn't expect Lucas to even get a shot away from yeah. from that angle. That was incredible. But that was to me the biggest thing. Was really early on they created some very chances at uh, the end right away. Right yeah. after that Diaz just a tap in. You you got to make, make that one. Yeah. Um, oh, so that was encouraging.
0: I'm sure both of you guys had the same thought I did when Diaz had a gaping net in front of him and yeah. hit the post uh, from, from, what, about here, here go 12 again. yards? You goes, like, right. oh, God, geez. <laughs> this is a snake-bitten team. Uh, to, to their credit, they they uh, they kept their jocks on and, and, and won the game. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jacob. Please go on. You haven't mentioned XP no, yet. Or, or they had, uh, that was a season-high right. 11 shots on goal and 22 shots overall.
1: Yeah, it was, and it didn't take them until the 75th minute or, or second <laughs> half to, to get one on goal either. Um, but they were in great spots early, yeah. uh, more, more to that point. And, and, but the next 30 minutes or so, they didn't create any chances there. That's an area you're you know you're not always going to create, but you want it to be, I guess, a little more consistent than that. But they started to come to life at the end of the first half. Lucas, the first free kick, and then, I mean, puts it on a platter. Oh. Incredible yeah. uh, shot, like the angle oh, of the camera and the yeah. goal. Yeah. He even Literally
2: cheated the Goal even went went to his right and still couldn't get it.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it it was unsavable, truly. It it got as close to the corner as you could get without touching the crossbar yeah. or the post.
0: Kyle at that point uh, put his uh, tapped Keenan on the shoulder and said, <laughs> "Son, reminds me of someone I know." Huh? <laughs> no, my, no, my goals are more like Miguel Berry's, not his. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Off the chest, yeah. Uh, but then again, a, another area where the crew got better at late in the game, but they didn't the have um, sec- second half. They came out very lively, thought they were dangerous the entire half, and they give up a goal on the counter. Honestly, it played right into Cincy's hands. Yeah. I mean, if you're going on the road, what you want to do is keep it close and be able to strike on the counter. They did that. I definitely thought the crew was going to lose. Um, and credit to Miguel Berry. That's I, I think both of those is certainly the first one our chances that any striker should finish, but he was in a great spot and and a good finish in the corner as well. Second one was a little luck went their way. It was felt like slow motion, kind of the parabola of the ball uh, off Vermeer and off a defender into the net. But yeah, look, they they got the result they needed and and defending late. I thought they were a little nervy, which is expected because they hadn't had to do that um, like at all the last two months. But, you know, they got a result they needed. But Vermeer
2: was given up was get, was giving them the rebounds like all night long. So I mean, it, it took them until the what 80th minute to kind of figure out, hey, let's crash the net on shots and you know like hockey. I mean, they le- they left a lot of the rebounds and you know uh, give give Barry credit for for crashing and seeing something and, and, and that you know watching the game and and basically scoring you know back to back goals the exact same way.
1: Well, and another well, change we for the attack that. too. I, I thought they sorry Mike, I thought they got the ball in, had a little more urgency right. to get the ball into the box, which was a change. Now they need to connect on that, but um I thought that was positive as well. Yeah.
0: I just wanted to mention uh that, that was uh Zilla Ryan's uh fifth free kick goal of the season, oh. which is uh one off of Sebastian Giovinco's uh league record. Um uh, and of course is is a new um is it is a new uh crew record, I believe, Jacob.
1: Yeah, I think we determined it was yeah. a new unofficial record, but he had already had the official record based on when they started keeping that step.
0: OK, so 12 games left now. And, and that's Ooh. why we jumped on Jacob saying that you can't, you couldn't say it was all over, uh, even though we just said it. Uh, so, so we can say it, but Jacob can't. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, it would have been all over if, if they lost on Friday. Uh, so 12 games left, six home, six away. Seven against the teams against teams ahead of them in the standings, five against teams below them in the standings. Um, they'll play five in September, six and twenty-seven days in October, and Ooh. the and the season finale, the regular season finale, decision day is uh, is Sunday the uh, uh, the seventh of November. Um, Jacob, have you looked at this schedule and 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 begun to process uh, how things could potentially play out?
1: Yeah, and I think it's what everyone kind of expects when you're in this spot. You need to take care of your work at home and get a couple results on the road, yeah. which is what Caleb Porter said after the game. But I dug into the schedule what they have left, and, I mean, it's absolutely true. Just looking at how many points teams normally get at home to get in versus how many to get on the road, they're at nine points on the road right now. I think if you get to 15, so that's you know maybe two wins um, or a combination of of wins and losses, you're in a really good spot because then you can win five of your last six at home and, and I believe, what, the 18th? So that would put them about 48 points, I believe. Right.
0: Okay. Which, let's, let's. let's just say, Jacob, I'll, I'll just break in just to illustrate what you're saying a little bit. Um, the, the road games begin um, right away here. Um, at Orlando on Saturday, yeah. and then a week from Saturday, they're at Miami. The remaining road games are at New England on September eighteenth, at Philadelphia Tough. on October third, at Nashville Tough. on October twentieth, and at DC on uh on on the last day of October thirtieth. I mean that's uh, a make or break game possibly, the, the D C yeah. game if just
1: looking at the standings now and I mean you you listed those games so people who are familiar with what the standings look like right now, the Miami game, not this coming Saturday, but the the following is the only road game left against a team lower than them in the standings. Now, the good thing, because you said, you know, seven of 12 remaining games are against teams that are higher than them. They have, what, five of their six games or, or sorry, four of the six games left at home are against teams lower than them yeah. the table. And another is Montreal, who is right there. So right. the home schedule sets up very nicely for them. Road schedule is very tough.
0: And here is that home schedule remaining. So, again, next to on the road, and they get back home in the middle of, the, of September, the 14th, uh, against... Uh, it's a Tuesday game against the New York Red right. Bulls. When Okay, and then they're at New England, And the next home game is, is the 25th of September, Montreal. And then uh, two games later... The mm-hmm. 16th of October, they have Miami here. Got to win. Got to win. And and then after playing at Nashville, they have back-to-back home games uh, against the Red Bulls in Orlando, yeah. and then Orlando on the 23rd and 27th of October. And they finish yeah. at home against Chicago on the uh, 7th of November. So four teams below them, one uh, about
2: equal, and then one above them, right?
0: That's what Jacob just said. Do you you listen to the show at all, Kyle? I do. (laughs) Or or read dispatch.com. And here here are the standings. We'll just go over them real quick. Team and points. New England, 49. Orlando, 35. Nashville, 35. New York City, 34. Philadelphia, 32. Montreal, 31. D.C. in seventh place with 30 points. Below the playoff bar in eighth. The Crew with 27. Atlanta with 27. Chicago, 23, Miami, 23, and then so on down to uh, Cincinnati and, and Toronto.
1: And they have so, another game against Atlanta at home, correct, if I that is, remember you? Yeah, so that's another big yeah. one there. And, and, you know, they should be getting a little healthier, too, today. Josh yeah. Williams, Milton Valenzuela, and Jassy Zardes were all, at least, at the beginning stages of training. I believe Josh Williams had a full training session, Milton about three quarters, and Josh about a week away. but. You know, by the time you get to that Red Bulls game, the next home game, maybe you're looking at a, a full roster here. And But this next game, you are going to miss Liam Frazier and Jonathan Mensah uh, uh, with World Cup qualifications. So a couple holes and oh. but should be getting healthier.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so what is the what is the injury situation? Why don't you set that that up for, for Saturday's game, Jacob? Just tell us who's in and who's out again in, in one clump here at Orlando Exploria Stadium. 7.30 p.m. Saturday. You can find it on MLS Live on ESPN Plus or Valley Sports Ohio.
1: Yeah, so I'll, I mean, just start in the midfield. Artur, Tour, Aiden Morris, obviously uh, Perry Kitchen, uh, Marlon Hairston, and Liam Frazier now because he's with the Canada national team. So you have five guys out who could be playing next to Darlington, so they need to fill in there somehow. Um, then Josh Williams, I don't, he's not fully fit yet. And obviously subbing in center backs is a delicate thing. So I don't, I don't know if I expect him to play this game, but he is close. He's closest of the injured players to full fitness, uh, Milton Valenzuela likely still out uh, just given the, how many injuries with the hamstring he's had, uh, they're, they're going to be careful with that. Jossie's Zardes I expect to still be out, but they're coming back as far let's see, Kevin Molino out, obviously. Other than that, no extra players have been added. So um, there's – oh, also, Mike, you'll be happy to hear this. The Columbus SC logos have been removed from the training facility. So another positive for crew fans.
0: (laughs) Well, they're they're still messing. That's messing with karma, in my opinion. Kyle, let me throw this at you. You know, a nice win, they score three goals. It's a derby-derby game. The hell is real, et cetera, et cetera. At the same time, Cincinnati is not a formidable opponent. Necessarily, and we saw what they look like in back when you put some pressure on them. Is it, is there a danger of, of of putting too much on this this game as much as they needed it? Because yeah. going forward, you know, they need a point in Orlando, yeah. and and that that's a tall order. Yeah. And going forward, it's 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 it, the schedule's not yeah. brutal. Yeah. It's not easy. It gets compressed at are they heading in the right direction? I think is what fans want
2: to know. Yeah, I think they're heading in the right direction, but I mean, they still haven't scored very many goals from the run and play. I mean, we talked about this lots of times, like a lot of the goals have come off of free kicks, uh, our own goals. And so, I mean, they still haven't really addressed, you know, the, you know, Miguel's two goals were, you know, kind of follow-up shots, but I mean, they're still having an issue of the run and play. And yes, uh, you know, Diaz almost gets that one that goes off the post. So, I mean, I, I still think you need to be a little bit worried. I mean, but I mean, hopefully, you know, the, you know, that, that win kind of, you know, gets things going and hopefully they can get some guys back and hopefully Zardes gets back in a, in a couple games and it kind of get back to scoring from the run and play, because I don't think you can, you can hope that Zeller you know, can pull out these free kicks every single time he gets fouled in, in every single game.
0: All right, Jay, it's a, it's a, it's a good point. It's something we've kicked around here in the past. Um, this team right now is seven nine and six, 25 goals for twenty nine against um, minus is what gets you below the playoff bar and they are they are uh, they are minus four right now, um, they're you know fifteenth uh, in the league in points, eighteenth in goals for, sixteenth yeah. in goals against. So um, uh, about that figure, that twenty five goals for, you can further break that down, Jacob, if you wanna if you wanna uh, frighten fans.
1: Yeah, I mean. Uh, out of those goals, I, I look at we talked about this, Kyle, with the Molino goal against yeah. what DC it was kinda of spilled in and, and yeah. he finished. It's still a run of play goal, but another way to look at it is, is it's not coming off an assist. Um, right. this season they've only had twelve assists and that oh. is easily yeah. the lowest in the league. It's it's 12 just and
0: twenty twelve and twenty two games. Yeah, yeah,
1: just just over, you know, half an assist per game. So Uh, Yeah, I think it's an area to be concerned about, looking at the way they played that second half. And overall, I thought it was one of Lucas's best games of the year. I think there's a lot to like and encouraging. But as you said, Mike, it is Cincinnati. I'm waiting to see what they do these next two games, especially on the road and against an Orlando team who has some injury problems themselves. So um, that's yeah, I I I do think it's time will tell.
0: Kyle, you want to see a, you want him you want him to see a, see them play a good ninety against Orlando, regardless, and then you want to see them take care of business in Miami if they can. Um, although it'll probably be 147 degrees in a hurricane when they play them, but uh, but but I mean that is yeah. essentially it. They, they, you need a, you need they need to pass a couple eye tests coming up here.
2: Yeah, and I think they're close. I really do think they're close. I mean, you know. Um, Diaz almost has, uh, you know, has one pulled away for the, you know, a couple games ago with a very close offsides call. That was, a, that was a good goal. But I mean, I, I just think they just need to, like you said, be consistent and put it all together. I mean, it, they have the talent. It's just, you know, I, I, don't know if some locker room stuff kind of filtered out and they kind of figured some stuff out or what. But I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I think they're close and, and they just need to put
0: it all together and, and I think they can show well. That's a great point, because uh, a six game losing streak is not just playing poorly on the field. It's oftentimes it's oftentimes just percolating in a locker room. Um, Jacob, has there been the the problem is, and we kind of talked about it last week, is uh, one of the problems is that everything's closed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's really no indication of like how things are are going, be they swimmingly or otherwise in there.
1: Yeah, and, and I think you can just go back to the phrase, winning cures all, right? And, and I asked uh, Miguel Berry and Vito Warmhor after the game just to kind of paint the scene in the locker room, and uh, Miguel mentioned something about seeing Lucas emotional afterward, and, and oh, we yeah. talked about this, how much pressure you can very clearly yeah. see that, that he's yeah. been carrying, as all number 10s do, and, you know, he points to the crest on his jersey when he, when he scores, and, and right. I thought that was a very yeah. clear sign of how much I, I guess this has kind of been weighing on them. So I think looking at they get this win, even, you know, the Seattle game, they still played well. Yeah. Uh, you can't cough up that lead. But there was a trend that they played better against Seattle. They played better against Cincinnati. And you get the win on top of it. There's reasons to be optimistic. They just can't go to Orlando and lay a dud. If if they they need to get a point, I think. And, I, guess, yeah. I, I, I hear it. Very good loss, analysis. Like yeah. you, you
0: want a couple goals. Yeah. Least, you know. All right. Well, last last thing about the crew before we take a peek at World Cup qualifying, Jacob, is is can you – do you have any idea – could you thumbnail a starting 11 for Orlando on Saturday?
1: Oh, I, I think you can just based on who has since gone out. Um, as best we can, the midfield's tricky, but I'll start at the back line. It'll be Aloy Room left to right. I mean, I really like Pedro back there on yeah. uh, in a full week, I, so I would go Pedro – uh, Vito and Abubakar Keda because yeah. Jonathan Mentz is with Ghana. And then at right back, probably Harrison Awful, if not Sad Abdul Salam, who I think has actually played pretty well, and I, I like him um, as a reserve there and some depth. In the midfield, it's Nat and either rookie homegrown Isaiah Perez, possibly mm. having to deal with, with Nani, um, or uh, some combination of just moving to a four three three. That is also in the works, and then I mean, you're starting forward is the other question. Do you go Bradley Wright Phillips or Miguel Barry? And I want your guys' thoughts on that. Mm. I think you play the confident player. At the same time, I'm. I think Bradley Wright Phillips is still the the better player, yeah. maybe the better option. But also, I could see him giving a little life off the bench because he's yeah. more reliable over time, goal scorer than than Barry. And Barrys look good as a start. Yeah. I don't I think like, they could go wrong either
0: way. Kyle, I like Barry, but I I look at the last game and I say, that worked. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so like I would no, start I, I would yeah. I would start BWP and, and bring yeah. Barry off the bench.
2: I'm with that race, yeah. I, I think you go that way. All right.
0: Wait, it came upon us quickly over a span of four years. I mean it was uh, October tenth, twenty seventeen. Oh, pre COVID. Remember those days? The US men's national team on that day lost in Cuba, Trinidad in a twenty five year qualifying streak. Uh, Came to an ignominious. And uh, since they got a new coach, they have an an, almost, I didn't say an entirely new playoff pool, but a radically different playoff pool. Uh, They've won two trophies, the Nations League and the Gold Cup, both of them extra time victories over Mexico. And uh, all of this uh, has been a progression to lead them to this point, World Cup qualifying for 2022 in Qatar. And it gets underway Thursday, the second, uh, that's just uh, a couple days from today. So, September the 2nd, the CONCACAF World Cup qualifying gets underway um, on that Thursday. Honduras at Canada, Jamaica at Mexico, and the United States at El Salvador. Estadio, can you pronounce that, Kyle? No. <laughs> Cuscatlan. That's poorly done. That's a 10 o'clock game. Um, I saw it listed CBS Sports Network and Paramount+. Plus. Uh, Jacob, do you know what Paramount Plus is?
1: I do. I'm, uh, I am not a subscriber yet.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I'm
1: glad Champions you know. Champions League is coming up all about I'm, I'm, glad,
0: I'm glad you know. So th- that's the, the United States at El Salvador uh, on Thursday. They come right back on Sunday, the 5th, um, and they play Canada in Nashville at the new stadium down there, Nissan Stadium. Um uh or is that the is that the new that's, soccer stadium? That's the yeah, football stadium, yeah. isn't it? That's the, no, it's in Yeah, that's a that's an eight o'clock game on FS1, Unimas and TUDN. Jacob, do you know what TUDN is?
1: Tude NA. It's it's the Spanish language hey. channel. I've watched a couple of Champions League games on that. I'm I'm glad you know what that is. Yeah. So
0: Sunday uh Canada Is here at Nashville, here in the United States at Nashville. And then uh, Wednesday, September 18th, uh, this first round uh, of qualifying games in CONCACAF uh, concludes with El Salvador at Canada, Mexico at Panama, and the United States at Honduras on uh, Universo and and Paramount Plus. Jacob knows what Paramount Plus is. Jacob, do you know what Universo is?
1: I, I have it in my expensive cable package. I'm
0: happy for you, Kyle. Yeah, let's talk about this group here. Have you had a chance to just eyeball yeah. the roster?
2: Yeah, I think it's one of the one of the more talented teams they've thrown out there in the in the last couple of years. But it's going to be young. Uh, I, I'm looking forward, hopefully, to see Zach, uh, Stefan, in goal to see how uh, to see how well he plays, um, especially after Matt Turner played pretty well this summer. Um, but
0: I, I, I'm a little nervous. Terrific, about, Matt, yeah, Matt Turner yeah. was terrific, and it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if Stefan lost his net. Although, you know, I don't know how their training's gone. Yeah. But that, that wouldn't surprise right. me.
2: But um, I'm, I, am, I am worried about the forwards, man. I think they're uh, a, a little, might be a little too green. And I, you know, I don't know what they're going to do, up uh, uh, you know, up top. So,
0: Well, we've seen Greg Berhalter's system, uh, yeah. systems up close and personal here. Not critical to have a, a dynamic forward. No. Um, Hoppy's not here. Uh, he just signed somewhere today. Did he not, Jacob? Majorca. Majorca. But he was sort of – he was um, – he hasn't played in a while, and I think mm. that's why he wasn't included. So up front, uh, Josh Sargent, Jordan Peefock, and um, uh, Ricardo Pepe. Uh, Pepe train. That's your man.
1: I just <laughs> and, watched him torch uh, yeah. case awesome. out of town on yeah. Sunday night.
0: I think, I think Sargent gets to start here. But yeah. remember, they play on the 2nd, the 5th, and yeah. the 8th. So we're going to see some heavy rotation yeah. here. I think what you're looking at generally, at, uh, just generally speaking yeah. for any position, is you're looking, at, uh, you're looking at picking at players that start two of those games and then yeah. players that may start one of those games because uh, uh, they're so bunched up here. On the wings, we'll, we'll stay up front here. Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, uh, Tim Wea, who was just, just injured, was he yeah, not, Yeah, injured, yep. Yeah, uh, that's right. Brendan Aronson and uh, Conrad De La Fuente. Um, those are the wing wingers that that Greg Berhalter has put on his roster. Kyle, questions, comments?
2: Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, I wonder how much uh, Pulisic's gonna play in, in the three games because I believe he's still coming back from the co- little COVID ep- episode last week. So I'm I'm curious to see if he will, will play all three, or maybe two of the three, or maybe even one. All
0: right, I would I, <laughs> me. I'm playing him too.
1: You know, hey, I mean, get out there, son. I know yeah, yesterday was his first training in yeah. you know a week or so, and. and- it, it takes a while to get your legs back under you. So I, yeah. I could see them either giving him a few minutes or just keeping him in Nashville training and waiting for that candidate. Yeah. Because uh, I think without him, uh, but, get a result at yeah. El Salvador and that you have to win the candidate.
2: No, game. but you you want him to be there. If he's going to be your quote-unquote team captain, your Captain America, you want him to be there, you know, even if he's not going to play,
0: I think. Also uh, uh, Central midfield, Weston McKenney, Sebastian Lejet and Christian mm-hmm. Roldan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's your boys, Kyle. Yeah. Um, a nice group there, legit. Obviously, the uh, Weston McKenney is, uh, he might be the best player on this team. <laughs> he may be. <laughs> Tyler Adams uh, in the midfield. Yeah, Tyler, too. yeah. Uh, well, the defensive mids are, yeah. are Tyler Adams and Kellen Acosta. So, Jacob, do you have any questions or comments about the midfield?
1: No, I mean, Acosta played well in Gold Cup, and Tyler Adams has, <laughs> we haven't gotten a lot of looks at him because he's been heard a while but uh, I think you look at the winger spot and the defensive midfield that's probably the two strongest
0: areas the U.S. team has all right at, uh, at center back and we'll, we'll start in the middle and work our way to the to the outside here John Brooks Miles Robinson Walter Zimmerman James Sands Tim Ream and Mark McKenzie oh Mark McKenzie's on this team oh.
1: I mean Miles Robinson yeah in the start he played so well in Gold Cup
0: yes yeah, it's. I mean, Brooks is. Uh, I think Brooks and Robinson start the first game. Right. That'd be my guess, Kyle.
2: Well, is it, wait, isn't it, isn't it isn't it Anthony? Isn't the other? It's the other Robinson,
1: right? It's not Anthony Robinson. Yeah, it's Anthony miles Robin, miles Robinson. Is miles Robinson. Miles Robinson. Center back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Miles Robinson. Right, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, there's two Robinsons in there. No Robertsons, but hey, it's kind of the same. Nope.
1: No, no, Mrs. Robinson. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, team. no,
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I'm glad to see, uh, you know, Walker Zimmerman back after he got a little dinged up there uh, in, in the gold cup. So, but, you know, we'll see.
0: <laughs> At right back, Sir Gino Dest and DeAndre Yedlin. Strong. Yeah. Left back, Anthony Robinson and George yeah. Bello. George, how about George Bellow? He was a terrific. Yeah. There. Yeah. And he's Nothing playing like he he's playing really well for La yeah. right now. I mean yeah. extraordinarily well. Um, we just I thought uh, he he held his
1: own against, you know, the best attackers League MX had to offer in that all star game too.
0: And uh in the net now, Kyle's gonna make his case for Matt Turner. Um and Matt Turner may have taken a net from Zach Steffen. as, as we I think mentioned. he gets it. Yeah. give him, third, him one game. Third keeper is Ethan Horvath. So give, um, give Turner, the Canada
1: of the game.
2: Yeah. But then and even Ethan, Ethan came up huge in the uh, when Zach got hurt and, and uh, you know, played extremely well, too, in that little backup role that he well, had he in was, the finals. He,
0: he kind of saved yeah. them, yeah. so, so he
1: really. <laughs> I, I haven't watched uh, Nottingham Forest this year, but uh, they're last in the championship, and maybe it does not have any fault to Ethan Horvath, but certainly some confidence, I think, plays there. So I, I wouldn't be too
0: confident with him. Well, here's my, my best eleven would be uh I I tell you I'd I'd play Turner, I think he's earned it. Um in that uh, with the Brooks and Miles Robinson uh, at center back, um yeah. uh Bello and Dust uh, at fullback, um uh in in the in the midfield, uh, Adams, McKenzie and Reyna. Uh there's some talk Raina yeah. might play play some eight, uh Kyle, which would be interesting. Yeah. Um uh, Pulisic and and we are well, who do you who would start for way? I just I just found out he got hurt,
1: Conrad, right? Out in the wing, yeah, probably. I, yeah. Think, yeah. I think that's the other, and they haven't called anyone in yet, I believe.
2: Yeah,
0: okay, and, and Sergeant up front, yeah. What do you guys think? What do you got? Have you scratched out your 11?
2: No, I think that's a, a, a close as I mean, I, I think the big one probably being goal. I mean, I, you know. Does Greg go with his guy, or you know, does he go with Turner? So, I mean, that's uh, that's the one I'm curious. But I think I think he'll get, get one. I think I, I think you'll see both of them in the next three games. But um, I, I'm curious, like I said, to see the see the guy see the guys up front and see how see how they work. And I'm looking to I'm looking to see uh, Sargent kind of really take take that uh the top spot up up front
1: without Zardes the, there. The best thing the U.S. has going for them is both groups played very well in Nations League Gold Cup. And all there's enough of yeah. kind of a, a mix of those two groups that they should have some good chemistry. This is yeah. all new to me though. I di- I didn't watch qualifying the last time around. That wasn't where I was at mm. in terms of soccer fandom. So I- I'm just excited yeah. to see them play and really just kind of start this next cycle of this player pool.
0: Well, you should be happy you missed yeah. the, the last cycle mm. of qualifying, yeah. uh, Jacob. It's, it's it's probably added some years to your life yeah. um, if you're. I can ask of, Arlington uh, to nagby <laughs> but you know in the, in the bigger scheme of things yeah. uh, Greg Burhalter who has been under intermittent yeah. pressure sometimes very heavy pressure at times is is coming is coming out of these last two competitions looking yeah. like he had a plan and executed it yeah. Yeah. and and, I, and he's he's brought this team uh, yeah. together and it's a different group here. Um, he's managed to uh, weave a younger player pool right. in, uh, and also improve the locker room, which yeah. which is uh, which was something that Klinsman, for one, had had a lot of difficulty yeah. with. So looking forward to that. And Jacob, I know you're looking forward to uh, uh, the future uh, qualifying uh, qualifying as we go forward in in uh, in October and in November.
1: Yeah, Costa Rica is that the 13th, I believe, at, at the LDC. Yeah, okay. yeah that that'll be a good one. And then obviously Mexico and Cincinnati, I'm sure they'll be a lot of Columbus faithful trying to make the trip for that one.
0: There it is. It's way well, it kind of snuck up on us all of a sudden, huh? After four years. I love it. Yeah. yeah here, Every, everything. World.
1: This is, this is the best time of year. You got, uh, if you're a fan of any sport, it's something is going on. And the fact that qualifying is beginning, I, I, I hope they continue to play well. So, you know, just the broader fan base can start to, I guess, pay attention to this team a bit more? Because I I think there's a lot of reason to be excited.
0: Well, they're in a good spot mentally. Uh, And just to restate, um, on Thursday at uh, 10 o'clock, they play at El Salvador. Sunday, they play uh, Canada in Nashville. And that's an 8 o'clock game. And then on Wednesday the 8th, they're at Honduras. Uh, Geez, I didn't write the time down on that. But check your local listings. And bike uh, you can, 10. you can. Um, everyone's invited to Jacob's place to watch on Universal. <laughs> That's it for Mike. This what sneaky. are you?
1: What are you going to be watching Thursday night? Ohio State or U.S. Men's National Team? I think I know the answer. You I might read done. a book during the... yeah, there's no <laughs> yeah, be... yeah.
0: You read uh, what? what... I'll, be watching, book are you reading? I'll be watching. I'll be watching something, or I'll be out taking a walk. Yeah, you know, and 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 looking for. Uh, Uh, all the fine breakdowns uh, in in your morning newspapers all across the country, which, you know, uh, Podfather, wherever you are, thanks for all your help today. Uh, And uh, Jacob, kick us out of here.